Well, welcome everyone. You're tuning in here with uh, myself, Matthew Kochik. And Sarah Cooper from Canberra Properties for episode one. Of the, uh, the neighbourhood. So Matt, there's been a lot of happening um, for the start of the year in terms of property and especially in Canberra. But let's start with this report that came out a few weeks ago from Domain in terms of one of the biggest things is um, saving a deposit for, for first home buyers. So it's come out now that in Canberra, it's going to take the average first home buyers seven years and one month, um, up 18 months to buy, to get their um, deposit for 20% to buy their first home. Yeah, well, this has obviously been a factor of many different things. Uh, rental prices over the last year, not just along with sale prices, have obviously increased. You know, last year, ACT was announced as the uh, nation's uh, most expensive city to rent. So obviously good for investors, not so good for obviously those uh, looking to rent and obviously save up their home deposits at the same time. It's made things a little bit tougher, but I guess why, that's why with the government, there's a couple of things they're looking into right now. Yeah, so with, with that, just want to point out that, that it does actually make it Canberra the longest, um, longest time for first-home buyers to save up their deposit, followed by Melbourne, which is um, six years and six months, which is an increase of um, six months, while Canberra had yeah, that increase of 18 months. Um, Sydney is a, um, eight years and one month to, to save um, for that deposit, where when we're coming looking at apartments, it is a little bit um, better for those looking to break into the market with an apartment with it taking on average three years and nine months. And that's it. Sometimes it's, you know, look, obviously we want everyone, we want to get into the house that we love and the property that we really want to be in for a long time. But it is about getting into the market. You're then paying off a loan that is your own and building that equity and later options of whether when it's time to buy again an upsize where you can keep and rent or sell and use that equity to get that house that you always wanted after. And that ties into what you're saying, Matt, with obviously the election around the corner, there's a few key things. Um, pressure on interest rates, a big topic, but um, the, the main thing, the announcement by the current government and also, um, and also the opposition saying that whichever one gets in, in um, government, they will be increasing um, the first home buyer's deposit scheme, which they've got two there. One, uh, all of them guaranteeing the mortgage insurance, but one for first home buyers and one for the single parent one as well. Well, yeah, definitely. And we've seen this happen on many different years where these uh, grants for the first home buyers, they are good. It is a nice thing. They're helping out with the first home buyers, but we've seen it over years when they do come in. There's always a bit of a ripple effect, I like to say, in the market with prices. So I kind of like to look at the analogy of if I went down to the pond and I threw a rock in, into the water, you're going to see a ripple just starting to come, come out. Obviously, the ripple is heavier in the, at the start. Obviously, it does start to die down a bit, but there's a ripple effect that goes the whole way along. And I guess what I'm saying with that is with these first-time buyer grants, with what we've seen in the past, it creates a lot more competition around that price of where those buyers are able to go up to. And, Obviously, correct me, it's 750000 Yeah, so it has increased, which is good to see because um, obviously before it was in Canberra, the limit on those caps for both um, first-home buyers and the single-parent um, scheme deposit guarantee scheme was set at 500000 which we know is very hard to, to find a property in Canberra. They will be looking to increase that to seven fifty. The opposition said that they may look at increasing numbers further, but yeah, that as you've said, that is going to put a lot of pressure on those under seven fifty properties. Yeah, and, and I guess it's, it's one of those things like, 
like anything. You know, we've we've heard it time and time with analysts last start of last year. Obviously, you know, COVID Mark was going to go down and crash, but it didn't. It obviously just went through the roof. But my thoughts are with what we've seen before is that ripple effect will create that competition around that those prices. There'll be a lot of competition with first home buyers that potentially would have had to have waited a longer time to save their deposit. So then the numbers of buyers around that area are going to be very strong. But obviously you've got buyers that aren't going to be first home buyers that are going to be falling into price categories there. But what, what I tend to find is a lot of people are trying to keep at a price under their obviously maximum means. But this could create that competition and what happens with sale sale prices is it's based off relevant sales as prices of those properties go up it might you might not think it's going to see a massive effect on you know those high million dollar properties or mids but potentially it pushes buyers that could spend that extra to then go even into that higher category and then push prices up in each category a little bit but more so yeah. effective will probably be around that area there probably a flow-on effect as people sell their properties that were in the sub 750 they're probably you know going to see see a bit of an increase in that may we may see a trickle-on effect but well, it, it is very good for those it might even be potentially with the amount of competition might push something that could have been a 680 to that mid sevens yeah, well, I guess we're going to wait and see whichever government does get into power and, and where that limit is going to sit. And then I guess the last thing which everyone is asking, the, the hot topic is the um, official cash rate in terms of um, in terms of the RBA. I know last time we talked, you know, the predictions sort of were September. I think a lot are sort of moving that first rate rise to, to June, July now. Is it yeah. yeah, like obviously it's, it, it keeps moving, it keeps bouncing. Obviously the, they're saying that it's going to be obviously June. Uh, you, you just don't know at the end of the day if it's going to get pushed and delayed again longer or will come earlier. Potentially it could happen even later. But it's one of those things over the last year we've found that they keep saying it's going to happen here. I'd like to wait and see you know, when it actually comes to effect and what happens. Obviously, there's going to be a big effect uh, this month, next month with the elections coming up, and that's going to affect a lot of things, obviously, in that sense. But you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But it might be a, a good idea if you come across the right property now, ticks, ticks the boxes, and it's ideal to try lock it in and lock in those uh, lower interest rates if it does go up. Yeah, that's the key thing. I know um, the banks, big banks have been increasing their interest rates um, separately from the Reserve Bank for people who've got a deposit of 20% or less. Um, while they have been, if those buyers who've got a, uh, a deposit of 30% or more have actually, they have been doing um, reductions in those interest rates as they are, the big banks are competing for for those um, those buyers. Yeah, there's a lot of competition going around with the, uh, the banks right now, as you said. I always say the best thing is to, you know, be in touch with a broker because just like ourselves, I know with my own, my own loans myself, uh, settling on my place, uh, you know, I wouldn't go to the bank myself. Go, to, I've gone to a top line broker to handle that for me. Just like people come to us as an agent, you know, we want you want to be working with the professionals, and they can definitely secure the best interest rates and best options for you. So working with a professional can definitely get that competition with the banks to get you the best interest rates and lock those in. Great. Well, that's a wrap for episode one. Um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We look forward to talking to you again next week and giving you an update. Also, love to get your feedback and suggestions on what you'd like to, us to talk about for future weeks. Thanks so much and have a great day.